0: Welcome to Cordell and Cordell's Men's Divorce Podcast, moderated by managing partner and CEO Scott Trout, bringing you information for guys before, during, and after divorce and everything related to family law. This podcast is not to be taken as legal advice, and no attorney client relationship is established.
1: Welcome back to the Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, uh, CEO. Managing Partner of Cordell & Cordell. And on our podcast, we continue to get you information before, during, and after divorce and all things relative, related to, incidental, what you need to know about family law, whether you're in a case, thinking about it, post uh, your divorce modification, whatever it may be. And always keep in mind, go to our YouTube channel. And you're going to find a lot of information in the Cordell & Cordell YouTube channel. You'll have virtual town halls, podcasts. You can also go download this on iTunes. You can subscribe, you'll get notified every time a podcast is dropped. You're going to find information, subject matter on anything and everything that you are facing right now. And if there's a topic you want to hear about, you could go ahead and join a virtual town hall, ask questions live of our attorneys and the panel of Cordell & Cordell Attorneys, you get answers right then and right there. Check out the website CordellCordell.com for the next virtual town hall coming to you, which is coming up very soon. Also, you can check out, we have live in-person seminars. You can check out more information at CordellCordell.com or give us a call 866-DADS-LAW. Joined by Michael, welcome to the uh, podcast today.
0: Hi, Scott. Happy to be here.
1: Also, a topic that I think is really relative uh, and relevant, I should say, to guys and uh, is really about communication and co-parenting. It's a big topic when it comes to legal custody issues and even physical custody is really trying to figure out, you know, communication. How do you do that when you, you're you trying to get away from that very person when you probably one of the main reasons is the inability to communicate between each other? And so now you're expected to parent and communicate together, which, you know, poses a whole host of problems. And so why is it really important from a judge's perspective, from court, from, you know, kids? What Why is co-parenting and communication so important?
0: Yeah, Scott, I, I mean, first and foremost, I think it's going to Effective co-parenting communication is going to lead to less conflict and a better co-parenting relationship, which I think would stem to, you know, not only being better for yourself, it's going to lead to less daily conflict, you know, less anxiety potentially surrounding that, but it's going to be better for, you know, your child or children as well as the parties are able to effectively communicate. And, and also from a, from a judicial or from a litigation standpoint, at least in in the state of Minnesota, one of our best interest factors that judges consider is the party's ability to co-parent and, you know, looking at establishing parenting time or modifying parenting time in the future. And so if the parties can, um, at least if, you know, you as a party and a co-parent can effectively communicate, that's, you know, further evidence to support whatever uh, issues the court would be addressing at that time.
1: You know, it's great. I know a lot of times, you, you know, as lawyers, we we talk about issues that we know we see every day and it's commonplace and we already know some of the solutions. We know some of the tools. Uh, it's like, I, you know, guys are sitting here now listening, saying, great, you're telling me to communicate. I don't know how to do it, right? And it's like taking your car in and, and they tell you you've got, a, you know, a problem with it. Well, you're, you know, this doesn't work. Your O2 sensor. Okay, great. And then just walk away. They don't tell you how to fix it. So it's your show. Tell us some of the tools. That's what, you know, get some pen and paper out right now. These guys are listening. Some of the tools to proper communication and co-parenting.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the good news is that even in, in a few years of, uh, of watching this, things have, have advanced and have come a long way. But the, there's, there's multiple tools and, and applications out there. The the most common one uh, that I'm aware of is it's called Our Family Wizard. It's a paid service, an annual paid service, but it really is a sort of one-stop shop for all things co-parenting communication. It has an instant messaging uh, component. It has essentially an email component. It has a shared calendar. It has uh, expense sharing abilities as well. It really monitors and documents everything that's going on from a co-parenting communication standpoint. And what, what's best about that specifically with our family wizard is they have something called a tone meter or tone monitor. And so let's say you're using the email uh, you know, part of the application and you get something from your co-parent that you're not happy with. And so you would immediately start typing up a vigorous response that probably, uh, you know, has some things in there that you want to think about yeah. before you send it while well, the program's there to sort of say, you know, maybe this tone is more aggressive or hostile than you would like it to be. And yeah. uh, I think that's such a such a great and convenient tool that that is helpful because that's really one of the biggest issues that we see in co-parenting is impulsive communications yeah. that lead everyone down a rabbit hole that is not productive or helpful. Um, yeah, they
1: always say, you know, think before you send and, and you're, you're so angry. I mean, I know I've caught myself doing it and firing back a text. I'm in the middle of an argument and I want to prove my point. And if I just took a breath, if I had that filter, boy, would that save the day.
0: Yeah. And, and so that's really a uh, wonderful part of our family wizard. And and there's also, there's an application called Cozy as well, which is a free application. It's, it's what they call a family sharing application. It's very similar to our family wizard. Uh, However, it's free and it still has a shared calendar and things like that. But the reason that I think, again, to your point that it's better than just texting or email is First of all, I think there's a lot less confusion about what's being said and there's time given to sort of reflect on a response. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And furthermore, yes, text messages and emails are out there. We know that as soon as, you know, from an attorney standpoint, that's all discoverable information, information that we can have you provide to us to look at to eventually provide to a judge or a mediator or uh, whoever needs to view that. However, with some of these applications, it's documented in such a clear fashion and you know uh, it is able to be shared in the event that future litigation is necessary as opposed to you know multiple email threads that you know mm-hmm. forwarding and, and things like that it just can cause unnecessary confusion. And so I do think there's a very distinct advantage to using those tools instead of just the daily phone calls, emails, text messages, text messages, oh, especially.
1: I should own uh, I have ownership in Cozy. I recommend it all the time. I personally use it. You know, I have five kids and some are grown and but they still use it. It's nice because we, I mean, we're not in a, uh, a blended family or divorced family, but it is a wonderful calendaring tool when you're spread around the country for, for us and living in different homes. Everyone's calendar is in central place. Everyone's notified if you need to. You can add it's a great app. I would encourage people to use it, in, and I do in divorce and dealing with custody and those types of issues where you always know where the kids are and what they have, the activities. You don't have to interact necessarily. You can just post it and they get an alert that something's posted and you know what to do. So, you know, there's always, when we talk about communication, the caveat, you know, it's, you know, we encourage it, we do this, go download the app, do that do and don't the do's and the don'ts because that's equally important than the recommendation of you know taking these steps and getting the family wizard and cozy and and utilizing this so why don't we go through some do's when you think about this
0: yeah um you know the first obviously we we set do use a family-based sharing application i think it's helpful um but a sort of overarching thought that we can use and that i think is helpful is what we call biff b-i-f-f It's an acronym for communication that means brief, informative, friendly, and firm. And really what it comes down to is keeping the communications focused on the children, right, and focused on the issues at hand. In other words, again, trying to avoid an angry or upset back and forth that then pulls the parties into issues they've gone through in the past, such as, you know, uh, something that happened two three Christmases ago. We're trying to avoid that. We're trying to keep communication focused and productive. And so keep it brief, keep it informative, friendly. I think, you know, do think about your response, you know, try to compliment and focus on the other person's strengths as well. You'll both have them as co-parents, but also obviously you need to firmly state your position on the matter as well. And yeah. so navigating conflict and disputes in co-parenting communication uh, is something that I think can really be helped by focused, friendly, firm communication. And that can really limit or at least mitigate those disputes uh, moving forward. And also the the other thing I'll add is respond in a timely manner. Um, you know, and then people will obviously ask, "Well, what's a timely manner?" And that's a great question. It sort of depends on the situation. It depends on your co-parenting uh, yeah. communication pattern. But you know, twenty-four to forty-eight hours after you've had time to look through something, think about your response, do respond in a timely manner because that is another really big issue that we see is is co-parents communicating with one another. Maybe one party is adamant about trying to find out what's going on this weekend or something like that, and it could be three. Yeah five days later that the other party hasn't communicated. And, and again, that's only going to ratchet up tension and make things mm. more difficult in the future.
1: They're getting more infuriated. And, and if they sit there, they expect instant, probably, communication. And it may be just as and I'd recommend it is, hey, got, got it. Uh, let me look at it. Let me give it some thought. I'll get back with you tomorrow. You know, just at least acknowledge receipt and then live by any deadline that you give. Because again, the emotions are always high. and I'm being ignored how dare you, you know, and and it's, 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 I think it's a good tip. So, you know, go to the negatives you know, things that you really shouldn't be doing.
0: Yeah. And and so the biggest, biggest piece of advice in this realm is do not use the children to communicate. Sometimes we call it shuttling, right? Using the children as sort of shuttles of communication. Do not do that. Do not discuss co-parenting issues with the children. Uh, Don't burden the kids with having to co-parent or communicate with the other party. I know it seems obvious. I know most people that we talk to, they never ever want to do that. And of course we're sensitive to that. And we know that there are instances where it does happen. It may be out of their control. However, to the extent that you can own and be accountable for your own communication to the other party, that is what's most important. Don't send a folder with a you know a note to the other parent in the kid's backpack, right? Things like that. Really, just own and be accountable for communicating with the with the co-parent. That's the biggest one. Second, don't communicate impulsively, right? We've talked about that a few times already. Keeping um, your emotions in check to the best of your ability. We're all human, but keeping them in check to the best of your ability so that You are able to, if need be, show a a judge or a mediator in litigation that you are able to effectively co-parent and communicate and that you are doing everything you can. That will limit any questions that they would have about, you know, who may be causing the issues. Also, sort of hand in hand with complimenting and focusing on one another's strengths, the, the inverse of that, don't accuse the other person of things try to discuss the issues instead of just accusing, you know, Um, it can be so helpful. And again, it it just sets the tone for the narrative or at least for the communication uh, that it can be positive. It can be productive. It can be focused on the kids instead of focused on the parties. And that's again, where we see people getting into the most, uh, you know, trouble and, and having issues is when the communication devolves away from the issues at hand, and related to the children and instead back to the issues the parties have had in the past
1: Mm -hmm. i think it's real easy you know especially in family law you could hyper focus on some of the details of you know division and child support and the time and the property and the money and and you know what the law says and what the court states are that you kind of overlook some of the simplified issues of although not simple uh communication so i think it's a It's a great topic to to talk about. We could talk for another hour on some tips and kind of almost give some stories of what we've seen and help with the do's and the don'ts. But that is all the time we have. Uh, So great having you today and great topics. Thanks for joining.
0: Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate the opportunity and I hope, uh, hope we were able to help some folks today.
1: Yep. Well, if you want to schedule a consultation, you can do it just like this on Zoom, on the phone, in person, whatever is appropriate for you. You can set one with Michael. You can give us a call at 866 Dad's Law or go to the web, cordellcordell.com. You can not only find more information about us, but you can schedule your consult online right there on the website. You can do that by finding your office that you want to do and then scheduling that consult. Again, 866 Dad's Law or cordellcordell.com subscribe to iTunes. You'll get alerted with each podcast. Go to our YouTube channel for more information as well. Until next time, have a great week.